0: Welcome in live to SEC on Pick Your Poison with your host, Rabs Bagman and Pullman Profiteer. We're in the beautiful city of Memphis, Tennessee today to record some picks for you. Bagman, what do you got to say about us being back? Hey,
1: it just feels so damn good to be back. Like, SEC, I, I honestly never thought it would come. Like, if you would have told me in, in April and in, in May that we'd be sitting here today Talking about SEC slate, opening week, like I probably would have, I would be like, no way, that's actually happening. But now that it's here, I've, I've held my breath. I didn't want to speak it into fruition. I didn't want to jinx it. But but we are here. It's two days away. I can
0: feel it in my blood. It feels good to be back. I actually had some night tears about six months ago that we would be doing this, but just the computer, no one listening, and just talking about made up games.
1: <laughs> yeah. At this point, if there was no, if there was no SEC games, no like college football. There's probably be no sports at that point. Like, like I don't know what we would have resorted to. We would have like become like connoisseurs of wine, like like sommeliers, maybe maybe really good craft beers. I don't know. Like, what what would you think we would maybe talk about?
0: I was thinking like maybe we just got big into like Dungeons and Dragons or maybe like dice game that don't involve gambling. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah, that but that's like that strays from from our roots so much that I don't know if I could like pick that up so easily. Life
0: without. Football is honestly the strangest thing I could imagine.
1: Yeah, like like thank God it's here. We were without sports for too long, but we are back with the SEC slate. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous slate. I don't even care that they matched up the four best teams against four new head coaches and that there are some big spreads. Well, there's only two spreads with the two of the seven spreads are within t- uh, single digits. Yeah, I believe you're correct. Only there. one within within one score. It's it's a pretty wide open week. Low crowds, new new head coaches, new schemes. New quarterbacks all over the league. Love the slate. Love what we have coming for you today on this opening of the SEC podcast. Okay, well, let's give a quick recap of last week. Not not the best week for the Pick Your Poison podcast. We had a, a, a look ahead week, as you call it. The, it was a trap know, week. It was a trap week, exactly. When a great team, when a great you know podcast of pickers has you know a down week before a huge week the next week, there's always a letdown there. We were out. We had the uh, n- inaugural. Pick Your Poison open in Nashville, Tennessee last weekend and a great event to get out there with with some of our fans to, to be able to travel and and give a little bit back to our community really? of Pick Your Poison listeners. It was great, you know, we we of course were champions of the tournament. But it was great to see some of our fans. um, Boots on the ground, really get out there, shake some yeah. The reward for coming in second in the tournament, rewarded to Clabs, and you'll hear him later. That was the reward, was to come on the opening week of SEC Podcast. So, you know, we love to give back to the fans and have some face time with some of our loyal listeners. And it was great to get there, but we didn't, so we didn't even really watch football last weekend. It was a bumpy slate. Pullman, did you even like tweet out your your picks last week? They were
0: deleted at 2 (laughs) a.m.,
1: So, so you did tweet them out, and then when I asked, because I was gonna drag your zero and six ass across the Twitter sphere, you said,
0: "Oh, that's deleted." I was like, "What? You deleted your picks like post post mortem?" Hand in the air, one and six last weekend. Not your best. Like I said, it was a trap. Forgot week. about the Cincinnati game. It was also. No SEC games. This is an SEC podcast. Very so, true. You know, like that—that'd be like me coming on here and giving out baseball picks. It's just not the same sport. I just thought it
1: was hilarious that you had deleted it off the off the interweb.
0: Hey, like, like a, it was just a prank. And so, hey, eight nine on the year, especially you, Esh babe. I'm sorry. I'm gonna make you the money back this week tenfold though. Yeah,
1: yeah. I wasn't good last week either. I was, I was not. You know, one and six. I was, I was two and four. Two and four. So not, not still not great. But this was all leading up, you know, that was the trap game. We're we're here full force, full focus for opening week of SEC slate. So before we get into the picks, before we get in, deep dive into some of these picks and get our guest picker, Clabs, on, we'll get into a
0: couple segments here. Uh, Sorry, not sorry. Pullman, lead us off. Sorry, not sorry to uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Unfortunately for him, on Sunday around 3 o'clock Eastern time, he was stabbed in the chest by his trainer. His own trainer. His own trainer, yes. L.A. Chargers, formerly San Diego Chargers, notoriously have the worst training staff in the NFL. It's been going on. That's the reason Eli demanded the trade oh, 15, 20 years ago. On draft day, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, their trainer stabbed the starting quarterback in the chest. How did How did he do this? Uh, he was giving him a shot in between the ribs for his rib pain and went too far and stabbed his and lungs. punctured his lungs. But hey, that gave a great opportunity for one of our uh, young favorite players, Justin Herbert. Out of Oregon, look like good. Saw him oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, great guy. Went out there, almost beat KC. So sorry, not sorry to Tyrod Taylor. Man, I think you lost your job because the trainer stabbed you in the ribs.
1: Getting your Pac-12 guy some burn, and he looked pretty good. out. am sorry, my sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Atlanta Falcons fans, you know, real shame to to have a 20 point lead at halftime, to have a 99 percent win probability with like two minutes left, giving up nine points in under two minutes, an onside kick with 30 seconds left. When no one gives up one side kicks in the NFL. Really, really hate to see that. Probably the worst loss in Falcons
0: history, would you say? Yeah, I love the joke. Hey, Atlanta fans, you know I love you. I hate the Falcons, so Funny joke. But in all seriousness, ESPN people who are in charge of win probability.
1: Yeah, they need to reel that When we get a in.
0: coach like Dan Quinn, anyone who's just terrible clock management-wise, anyone who makes just abysmal decisions Less with miles, I feel leads, like less miles always fucks up the clock. There needs to be a built-in like ten percent floor for them, where mm-hmm. their win probability can go yeah. and never go above ninety percent to the final whistle. Yeah, point. build that into the algorithm. I need
1: coaches that are terrible with their timeouts down the stretch to never be able to cross that threshold and get to like close to hundred percent unless it's a stone cold like zeros on the play clock. Dan Quinn, sorry not sorry, maybe you'll learn. You probably won't. Falcons zero two. You know, good luck the rest of the way. Sorry, not
0: sorry. But then uh, our next segment, topical poison. Pullman, what you got for us? Yeah, my topical poison for this week is Bronnie James. He went today on the interweb and decided to post a video of him smoking weed, blowing fat clouds, as the kids like to call it. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. 16 years old,
0: uh, blowing sick clouds. I know a thing or two about blowing some sick clouds. Now, he is a Cali teen, originally from Ohio. So I feel like him going to Cali, he really had to insert himself as someone who could be like a cool kid. Yeah,
1: well, that makes sense. And, you know, you got to think that his dad was serving him wine at the age of like 12. So the natural progression here is to start smoking weed by at least, you know, 16. I do think it's also funny that his dad is playing the Nuggets in the playoffs right now. And he's just rolling up some Nugs and, and ripping them on his Instagram story you know, roasting the nugs it, it while his dad really, is on TV trying to roast the nugs. It makes
0: you really think: Where's a uh, loyalty's lie if he's smoking nugs while his dad's playing? The nugs. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, he, you know, his dad is addicted to wine. Le- Bronny Jr. addicted to weed. You know, you, these James kids you, you never know where they're going to end up. This whole James family is honestly a terrible role models for the kids out for there. America, for America, for America. LeBron yeah.
0: James, terrible role model for America.
1: Yes, put that on my tombstone. <laughs>
0: but uh, all right,
1: well, we'll—that—that's our uh, topics for the week. Uh, we will get into the sec slate so go ahead and call up
0: clabs and we'll get his first game going and on the phone we have uh clabs the sec specialist himself he's here to comment on our first game of the week 230 sec lsu is hosting national champions lsu is hosting the mississippi state bulldogs what's the line right here we got uh, lsu's
1: 16 and a half point favorite over over under a 57 and a half so, Clabs, uh, go ahead and give us your thoughts. Lead us into it. What do you think? All right, boys. So, as
2: much as it pains me to do this, I love the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Ooh. Love them. I did buy the hook to get it up to 17, but let me tell you why. Joe
1: Brady. Wait, wait. what? If you love them so much, why are you buying hooks? Because I've,
2: I've been in this way too long. I can't get hurt again. <laughs> but listen, Joe Brady. Joe Brady is with Carolina. They obviously don't have Joe, Joe Burrow. I believe they have two starters returning on offense. Yeah, because Jamar Chase opted out. Um, And five starters on defense. They lost Dave Aranda to Baylor. So even though you got the guys that are in a similar system, they still don't have the the play callers and the guys who made the magic. On the other side, you have Mike Leach. Um, I know it hasn't been a typical start in the college football world, but he's been looking at this game. As a way to put a statement on his and I think it's gonna script it up pretty well. Um if they get out early with a touchdown or two, I think um Mississippi State's office literally cannot get worse. So I like the bulldogs.
1: Yeah, Mike Leach debut um, with Stanford quarterback transfer KJ Costello. This is the game. I'm glad you picked this game and have such a strong feeling. I don't feel great. This is probably my lowest like confidence level here. Like LSU's gotta have some sort of a hangover. They only return like five starters from last year. Quarterback's gone, Joe Burrow. I've I, Their quarterback, Miles Brennan, is from Mississippi. Ole Miss kind of recruited him, not really that much though. The Mike Leach to Mississippi State was like the biggest contrast in terms of roster with coach's plan, what he wants to implement. The biggest contrast of any of the new head coaches in the SEC, like his spread it out wide, throw it all over the field, offense, coming in to Mississippi State's roster that was so run heavy, slow the game down, those things clash so much. I don't know how you, he can implement his system without spring practice, with the limited fall camp he has. I think they're going to be a shit show on the field, honestly. I don't love LSU this year. I wish LSU was playing like Kentucky, because I would hammer Kentucky with this kind of line. These are two
0: teams you want to fade week one. Yeah, I
1: would love to have faded both of these teams week one, but if you're going to make me choose, give me the give me the steady one constant, I guess, there is. LSU, they, I know they lost a ton, but they have – they still have way better players. They've been recruiting like this for a while. Give me LSU. I'll lay the 16. I, I don't love it, but I'd rather lay it with LSU than, than give it up with Mike Leach and a completely new staff and a new roster and a whole new everything in Mississippi State. I just can't
0: do it. Collabs, I got a little something for you that might might help you with your bet that you I think you'd like to hear this fact. Share it with me. Mike Leach, 2-0 against the LSU-DC. My favorite coach, Bo Pelini. against them both times. It was with a new staff, Bo Pelini, at Nebraska. Mike Leach put up 35-plus, both attempts. Won both games with an in superior Texas Tech team. So that's some uh, good vibes for you right there.
2: Yeah, and I I do not. I do think I agree with Rice. The Bulldogs, as a season, are going to stink. And I know they didn't have spring practice, just like our Rebels. But I just feel like if Mike Leach is uh really script one out and focus on one game, he's had this one to prepare for. They'll to next like they'll definitely probably be a shit so show. Mississippi but, State um,
1: had players transferring. Like He posted that picture of the noose on Twitter. He kind of lost his locker room. Like I don't know. I just don't see how he can rein this in. But I don't know. Give me the players. Give me the home team. I know I'm
0: laying 60-and-a-half here, but, God,
1: I just I physically yeah. cannot trust Mike Leach and yeah. them, that, that scrub squad. Um,
0: but let me get my – on this game, I got the under 57-and-a-half. I did say that stat about Bo Pelini not being great when he met Mike Leach before, but another Bo Polini stat, the uh, last time he was the LSU-DC, he won a national championship in all three years. He was top ten in defense. So give Bo Pelini some talent. He can coach those boys. Also, up and get give him the Bo right
1: Pelini spot. back down to Bayou. I feel like that's where he's comfortable. That's where he like. He's just gonna be blitzing. He's got athletes all over the place. He's gonna be. He's gonna be feeling himself. I, I like. Yeah, I like Bo Pelini in the spot. I just. I just do cannot trust a single ounce of Mississippi State in this game.
0: I honestly, I hope this game just ends in an
1: asteroid. Well, hitting it's not there. a new OC for for LSU. New passing
0: game coordinator. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now I know Joe Brady had his his hands all in the the ground beef of that LSU offense, but. Those yeah. C is still there, and so I think a lot of the stuff that he implemented is is going to still be there. We're still sure going to see some Joe Brady, not all of it, but I think the the remnants are still there. And I think you know it's going to show enough over the course of sixty minutes for LSU going to pull out that sixteen
0: and a half. Gotcha. So Clabs, before before we send you off, you got any more SEC games you like the rest of this uh, week?
2: Yeah. Um, so one final remark on that. Uh, a little caveat is it is a win-win for me if. State covers, I win my bet. If they get both, both raced, you know, happy anyway. But, yeah, I got two more games. I got Kentucky plus seven and a half for Auburn just because it made me so uncomfortable. Um, I had to take it.
0: Yeah, love I hated those. it so
2: much, I had to take it. It should no, make you like, cringe not. pressing you, the button. You yeah. asked,
0: what's wrong with that line, and then you immediately took it. I understand that. C-
2: correct, yes. That was my, like, w- this makes zero sense to my stupid brain line of the week. Um, And then the next one, it's it's a hedge against the heart, so it's definitely not a, a legit play, but I have the Gators minus fourteen.
1: Yeah, it's hard to argue against. Very hard yeah. to argue against.
2: Hedge, hedge against the heart. Um, I know I talked to Pullman about this one a little bit in the week. The fan and me kind of was was loving Rebs fourteen and a half. Yeah, but a yeah, lot of this, I, a lot I of things to my L. talk talked some sense
1: into me. Yeah, a lot of the things I said about Mississippi State could translate over to Ole Miss. I'm going to be honest. So. You know it's hard. Yeah. To, all the like I said, all all these new head coaches are facing basically the four best teams in the SEC. So it's going to be tough sledding week one for these new guys.
2: Agreed. Well, I appreciate you boys having me on, and uh, make sure you guys get out to the driving range sometime this week. All right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, certainly do. we got we got to improve our game. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. It was great having the second place person from the Pick Your Poison Open. He was right. We need to work on our drives. If we weren't so good scrambling, probably would have only won by. We wouldn't have only won by three.
1: Yeah, if I don't pull out the cranberries after I bring out the stuffing with every iron shot, after I put it within five feet, my driver probably come
0: into play. But thank goodness I'm so good with my short game that I don't even need it. So, two 11 o'clock games. I guess first we'll hop into uh, your alma mater, uh, where I went to grad school. Ole Miss at home. Gators, minus 14. Big game. Big game. big Lame game. Lane Kiffin. First game is the Ole Miss head coach. Second season as the SEC head coach. He's in Oxford. Yep. What do you got on this? A lot
1: of hype around Lane Kiffin, probably with good reason. Um, he's He's been all over the place. Been an NFL head coach, USC, you name it, he's been there. Big offensive guy, supposed to be an offensive genius. But Florida returns a lot on offense too. Kyle Trask, probably the best quarterback Dan Mullen has had at Florida. Probably the best quarterback Dan Mullen has, has had, ever had since Dak Prescott. No, he's not as good as Dak. Dak Prescott's yeah. an NFL starter. He's like gonna like making millions of dollars. Kyle Trask is very good though. They return two very good wide receivers. One of them a Penn State transfer uh, that is now eligible, and their tight end is probably the best in the SEC. So a lot of good pass catchers outside. They return three offensive linemen, and they have a transfer in from Mississippi State who had 34 starts at Mississippi State. So the O line should be good too. Ole Miss defense. I don't see a lot there. They they were okay last year, but they lose a lot up front on the D line. I know they really have a
0: ton of holes now.
1: Have a ton of holes all over the place. I think oh, Florida's going to be able to score a bunch, but I also think Ole Miss can score a bunch of points too. Like we said, I think Lane Kiffin is good for at least two touchdowns in this game. You you remember when he was at Bama, he would have his arms up in the air signaling touchdown before the ball was even snapped. He could see things before they were going to happen out there on the field, transfer it to his quarterback through the headset, and he'd hit a bomb on a seam down the middle to a wide-open wide receiver. So I think Lane Kiffin will see a couple of those things on a Florida defense that lost its leading tackler, lost its leader in sacks, and lost its best defensive back in C.J. Henderson, who's the ninth overall pick. That's a lot of production lost on the defense. I think Ole Miss, with Matt Corral, a lot of firepower on the offense, Jaron Ely, Elijah Moore, tons of weapons over there, a pretty solid offensive line. I think we'll be able to score enough to hit this over of 57. I think that's a pretty low over considering how much firepower both offenses have. Dan Mullen, big offensive guy. Lane Kiffin, big offensive guy. And I think a lot of, a lot of holes in both defenses. So give me the over of 57 for this almost game. I, I can't bet against my Rebs. I can't bet on my Rebs because I don't really trust them. So give me the over 57. Give me all the points in the world.
0: Yeah, I like Florida here. Minus 14. I don't think Kevin's done a very good job of hiding who the starting quarterback's going to be. I think everyone in their brother knows it's going to be Corral. So I think that's kind of giving Dan Mullen an advantage. He's, he's talked about preparing for two quarterbacks, but realistically, I do believe they are primarily... What if he
1: just comes out with, with Plumlee and Corral's just ho- over there holding the clipboard? If
0: he came out with Plumlee, because what I was about to get into, that'd be the smartest decision he could make. Because Florida's one weakness was struggling against running quarterbacks. Mm. But um, I like Florida here. Primarily because Trask, I think, is a legit Heisman candidate. Mm -hmm. With a 10-game SEC slate compared to shortened seasons for everyone else, where Florida makes the Final Four, he could be a Heisman winner. But also, I absolutely love Florida's defense and front seven this year. I think they're a top five defense in the country. I think Ole Miss is going to struggle a lot. Do you not this see what team. I just said
1: about losing their their top tackler and their top sacks guy and their top DB to the ninth overall pick? Do you not see a lot?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know what state has, like, the most talent per capita in it for football? Uh, California. No, Florida. Oh, darn. Missed that one. <laughs> hey, good guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Texas would have sufficed also. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I, I just love Florida here. I think they did retool a lot. They did lose some talent, but they have a lot of talented juniors coming back who I think will be high draft picks this year. And yeah, she- yeah.
1: Take the take the reb out of me, and I would probably go with Florida. I just I can't do it, so I'm gonna take the over here and just pray for some points. Hopefully, Ole Miss can sling it a couple times, and Florida's probably gonna drop 35. So moving on to the next game, the other 11 o'clock, Kentucky at Auburn. Auburn minus seven, minus seven and a half, some places over under a 49 and a half. Pullman,
0: what is your read on this? Absolutely love Auburn here. I did buy it down to minus 7, so it was a minus 120 bet. I'm a sucker. If you make me pay an extra couple dollars for a half point on a football number, I will. It's a football number. It's a football number. The reason I love this bet, two reasons. One, Chad Morris, OC Auburn, right? Yeah. Everyone, terrible coach, terrible coach, blah, 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 blah. blah. Don't care. The (laughs) one team he was good against at Arkansas, do you know who that was? Was it Kentucky? It was Kentucky. They he, played Kentucky
1: last year. Yes,
0: the one team he actually almost beat at Arkansas was Kentucky last year. I think Morris with the offense and the talent. But I said he was there for one year.
1: Like I'm shocked. Or was he there for two years? Two years. Okay,
0: well that's still a short leash. Like I'm yeah. shocked that he played Kentucky in the out of the coming out of the, the opposite side of the conference. But um, the second reason I love this game besides Chad Morris with talent going against a team he's had success against, Auburn returns middle linebacker KJ Britt, probably the best middle linebacker in the SEC. First team All SEC last year, decided to come back. Well, he's going against uh, Terry Wilson, the U.K. quarterback. Known scrambler, hurt early in the season last year, but a senior. He's got a ton of experience. I see this as a guy who will come back as a six-year senior next year, to be honest. But I think with him spying Wilson, I think it's going to cause havoc all night. I don't think Kentucky's going to be able to move the ball one bit, and that's why I love Auburn here. And especially, excuse me, third reason to, Auburn, quarter capacity fans, all students. Auburn's going to have the best environment in football this weekend.
1: I might argue with you that on in a, at a later game to, that we're going to discuss, but I love everything you said about Kentucky not being able to score points here. This line is too fishy sitting right there, that football number of seven, seven and a half. I think that's kind of where it ends, so I'm going with the under here of under 49 and a half. Both solid programs, stable programs. Both coaches have been there for a while. Kentucky's O-line might be the best in the country, which is pretty big considering Auburn lost Marlon Davidson and Derek Brown in the draft last year, two really good D linemen. They're going to try to run the ball, establish the run, like you said, running quarterback there at Kentucky. So that's just tick, 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 running the football all day. Flip it over to the Auburn side. Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris love running the ball too. Gus Malzahn has always been a run-first guy. He's handed it off to Chad Morris, still going to run the football. That That's their identity. I know they have Bo Nix in his second year, but they're going to run the ball first. Both defenses are solid. Give me the under here. Under 49.5, I think that's a few too many points. 24 17, I see this game kind of ending
0: up somewhere in there. If we compare Chad Morris and Gus Malzahn to like the religious spectrum of conservative to liberal, mm-hmm. I'd put Gus Malzahn as like a Southern Baptist to run. Yes. But where I'd put Chad Morris is more of like a. Like a new age Methodist where he's yeah. like middle of the row. He's right leaning, but he's pretty right down I, the middle. I, I think he's close enough to Gus where he could be like, hey, Gus, maybe let's throw 40% of the time instead of 20. Yeah. I just do agree with you. I think they'll be very run heavy. But for an Auburn team under Gus Malzahn, I think this team will throw the ball a little bit but more it, with Bo Nix. Giving a bigger leash, I agree. second year quarterback.
1: But I can just see, I can see Chad Morris right now, like throwing like four passes in a row, and Gus just looks over at
0: him like a death stare, be like, "Run the damn ball! This is not what we do here." Real question of this game though, how many hash browns does Gus get after this game? Oh, at Auburn yeah. or at Waffle House, he gets some. He, he gets a he gets a triple scattered smother covered for
1: sure. He might even go back for a double, depending on how much they win by.
0: Actually, I heard he goes triple sliced ham, whatever that is. Yeah. Chunked?
1: Triple chunked? Triple chunked. That's the, uh, that's the extra juicy ham. He might go all the way and get chili and jalapenos and, and then just, just concave into a toilet later. But,
0: yeah, that that is his tradition of going to Wayho after the game. Um, uh, speaking of Arkansas Rednecks, next game, UGA travels to Arkansas. UGA, 26-point favorite on the road. Who you got back, man? So... This is a wonky a
1: wonky game. I didn't know this until I started doing – or I, I guess I just assumed this. Who is the Georgia starting quarterback?
0: Uh, right now, JT Barrett if he gets – JT Daniels. JT Daniels if he gets cleared by the medical staff. So
1: I don't think that's even right. I think it's this guy, Dewan Mathis, who is like this running kind of dual threat quarterback guy. I've heard that even, I know he hasn't been cleared medically, quote-unquote, but I think even if he does, I think Mathis is going to be the starter and get most of the playing time. Maybe throw in JT Daniels at the end to try to get him a a feel. I feel like Arkansas is god-awful, god-awful. They're going to be the worst team outside of Vandy in the SEC this year. Georgia has a running quarterback here and a very solid defense. I think Georgia treats this like a spring game where they get up like 25, 28 points, And then just kind of takes the foot off the gas and coasts. I don't think Arkansas can score until they do so. I don't think Arkansas can score until at least the fourth quarter. Felipe Franks is their starting quarterback. I'm going to throw up just saying that name. He's so god-awful. I don't trust Arkansas. New coach, new system, new everything. Similar to Mississippi State. I'm throwing it all in the trash can. Give me the under 52. There's going to be, it's going to end up 33 to nothing, probably. A close spread, but I'm I'm going with the under 52. Too many points for a running Georgia quarterback with a really good defense against just a terrible Arkansas team.
0: Yeah, uh, honestly, Felipe Franks is the Austin P of quarterbacks. And by that, I mean, he's the worst I've ever seen. He makes me hate the sport. He makes me question, honestly, sports in general. He
1: made me question Dan Mullen starting him instead of Kyle Trask after seeing. I, th- I thought Dan Mullen was like a legit offensive genius until that I was like, how can you see what Kyle Trask could be and then start Felipe Franks? That I thrown up in my mouth every time i watch him play i
0: honestly think if you offered felipe franks without the name felipe franks to any d2 coach in the country they would just say this guy's my third string quarterback yeah he's gross so but, what, do, uh, what do you got over here but yeah uh I, I know sam Pittman, new coach at arkansas he might get a little favor from kirby smart you think because you know they're boys offensive line coach no wrong kirby smart's an asshole he's gonna run the score up on his old buddy i didn't even think about that angle Last thing I gotta add Arkansas, one in 10 as a three touchdown dog uh, since 2017. So that means when they're expected to get blown out, they do. They roll over, like you pet their little belly, their little pot little belly in Arkansas. Their, their little like pig hog belly.
1: I bet that's pretty cute, though, when the little when the little hog rolls over and you can rub its little belly like Arkansas. Until you hear do. some woo
0: pigs, and yeah. you, it makes you question your life. Honestly, that but, makes
1: me like my under even more. Like I know you said Kirby is an asshole, but maybe he does kind of like take his foot off the gas and not try to kill his old assistant head coach at Sam Pittman, who's now at Arkansas. So that makes me like my under even more. So moving on to our. Next game, Bama at Missouri. Bama's minus 27.5 here, over under a 56. Pullman, you got a read on this?
0: Yeah, uh, no fans at Missouri. Missouri lost a ton of talent. They're actually only down to 69 scholarship players, oh my which is impressive to happen when you don't have NCAA sanctions. This... And I, I honestly mean that. I could go into a locker room, cuss out every player, and I still think I could have more than 69 scholarship players. That's
1: pretty nice, pretty nice amount of scholarships, though.
0: It is. Also, Eli Drinkwitch talked a lot of shit about a lot of SEC coaches coming in. I think Saban humbles them here. I think Drinkwitch is in over his head, and I love Bama minus 27.5. This could be a first-half game, too. might sprinkle. I think it would probably be about Bama minus 14. I think I might take that, put it on the card as well, tweet out later. I'll let you know. But right as of right now, Bama minus 27.
1: So – I couldn't imagine taking Missouri here. I think Bama absolutely boat races Missouri. We almost... you got to be a glutton for pain. T- we almost took... Nick Saban almost lost college football. Like, think about that. Nick Saban almost got football taken away from him. He's so pissed off that that almost happened. hes He's been waiting months to unleash his anger He on might have someone. actually had sex with his wife. I, well, yeah. And, and now that Elijah Drinkwitz is standing on the opposite sideline, who's kind of talked shit to every, about every SEC head coach... That's his opponent. I think he's going to unleash the fury on him. He's out for blood. Also, juicy stat here: Nick Saban, since he's been in Alabama in openers, eleven and one against the spread. Woo! Eleven and one, covering by an average of nine points a game. Now I will this say this is a blow. This is my lock of the week. Three unit play here. I don't care. This is this is almost. I, I, it feels like a trap play. I don't care. I'm falling right
0: into it. Bama minus twenty-seven and a half. Give me all of it. Three units. Hey, and he—it's not like he usually plays cupcakes week one either. He usually loves to play on a yes. neutral site against a power five team. And look where they're playing—a neutral site against a power five team. Yes, Missouri. I just said your same as a neutral site. Get over it,
1: dude. And like, return a lot. Mac Jones, pretty good quarterback. Um, like. Did you see that video of him breaking down the Missouri defense, too? He knew, like, every player, every number, every name, every stat, everything about them. Knew who their girlfriend was, who their sister was, who they, who their first kiss was, like, everything. He broke down their whole defense. It was pretty great. So, love Bama here. I, It's probably going to be, like, 90% of the public on Bama here, but I don't care. I'm going all the way with it. It's my lock of the week. Take it to the bank. Anything else on that,
0: Pullman? No, I think we're ready to go to the night games. All right, who you got? Uh, first night game uh, at Williams-Brice Stadium. The University of Tennessee Volunteers minus three and a half point favorite. Travel there. I'll jump in this one first. Um, news to me: Ryan Halinski, the starting quarterback for yeah. last year, lost his job.
1: I just, I, I just said who is the Georgia quarterback. I have written here who is the USC quarterback. Not Ryan Halinski.
0: Colin Hill. Colin Hill transfers from CSU um, with a uh, Mike Bobo. Yep. New OC, you know where at? South U- Carolina. USC. Yeah, I, I literally have
1: did you did you read the same article I have here? I said Colin Hill, Colorado State Transfer. Who is the offensive coordinator at USC? Mike Bobo.
0: Where did he coach last? Colorado State. So we're on the same page here, I think. Well, jokes on you because I physically can't read. I've just memorized words. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think uh USC kinda like lines up where you're thinking Fighting for his job, Will Muschamp. We love talking about yeah. his neglect of sex. All that said, though, UT's going to boat race him Damn it. like they did last year. I think UT's going to run out. There's no game UT loves beating the crap out of a team who everyone thinks is coin flip against than USC. I've watched UT beat USC in late October more than anyone else on this planet, and it doesn't matter that it's late September now. UT's going to go in there. is going to throw all over this banged up, young south carolina defense i think must champs gonna get embarrassed and i think this is gonna be one of the first stones of this year the results in must champ getting fired before uh, the sec championship game happens
1: yeah i so i followed that that rabbit hole of colorado state transfers offensive coordinator transfers from colorado state i went down the rabbit hole of his stats too he was pretty damn good at colorado state i know this is like tennessee all the hype vols are back feels like 98 all the bullshit Give me USC here. You said earlier Auburn's going to be the most rocking stadium in the SEC this week. Not so fast, my friend. That Auburn game's at 11 o'clock. Give me Williams fucking Bryce at 630 when all those students are wasted in South Carolina. Those people get insanely drunk on the opening weekend of college football. I don't care that there's only 12,000, however many thousand fans in the stadium. That place is going to be loud. Loud enough to rattle, uh, what, Jared Guantanamo Bay. He's good for at least two picks. This is a low total. The total here is only 43 and a half. So they're expecting a, a low-scoring, close game. Give me the give me the game, Gamecocks with their new golden cock that they just built outside the stadium for a million dollars. Oh, I forgot me, it's a cock game. It, it's a huge cock game. So give me them plus three and a half here in a low-scoring
0: rivalry game to open up the season. Hey, and also, I know you probably can't find this prop bet college game but if you can find a prop bet on total sacks over in this game, I don't care if it's a hundred, just take it because Garantano is going to get sacked or throw a touchdown at play. Galore. yeah.
1: That this is the lowest total of the SEC slate. Like Forty-three and a half is in a very low, very low score there. I'd like. They're projecting what, like twenty-three to twenty final here. That's that's very low with the and, the, and it's the closest spread of the it was, week. It was so. a
0: glaring under compared to the rest. Yeah, yeah. But I guess we'll hop into the last game, Vandy A and M. You want to talk about that one?
1: Shit, I mean, I have nothing written down for this game. I have no read on it. I might add to my card because it's the late game, and I love betting on late games, especially after the Rebs boat race, Florida in the in the early eleven o'clock game. I'll be feeling spry, but I couldn't bet on Kellen Mond laying thirty points against. Little Sisters of the Poor. I couldn't do it against Vandy, but Vandy's so god-awful. I don't know what's going to happen. Chalk it up to, uh, to maybe Vandy, but go ahead and shoot off of
0: yours, Pullman. So Vandy had one offensive lineman graduate, two opt-out, one transfer. <laughs> they had their best running back go to the draft, their best tight end go to the draft. They lost their quarterback, plus 30.5. Kellen Mond, four-year starter. you got to be glutton for pain to take Vandy here. And I love it. I love paying. (laughs) And you are that glutton. Let me tell you this, people out here who might be Vandy backers this weekend. We will be down by more than 30 at some point during the first half of this game. Trust the process. Trust Vandy. They're going to hang around the second half. Jimbo Fisher's going to get a little frisky, start shaking heads with boosters in the second half. I love Vandy. Just keep it around. Like I said, Kelamon, you're a four year starter, but I wouldn't take you over our redshirt sophomore quarterback. I wouldn't take you, honestly, against a transfer from Juco. That's how low I think of you. I do think of you better than Felipe Frank, so you can write home about that. Hey, I don't love Vandy here, but I know it's going to hit. And there you're go. not going to love it. You're not going to love to watch it. You'll probably, like, I don't know, be watching a movie at that point. Who cares? Yeah. Cash ticket winner.
1: All right. Well, that's it from the SEC slate. Bunch of locks thrown all in your faces. Pullman, Anything before uh, anything you got for us before we close it out for the week?
0: Yeah, you know, bad week last week. Both your your pick-your-poison boys. But new week, SEC, we've been thinking about this game. We've been grinding the lab about this game 20 hours a week. I've been neglecting my job. I actually think I got the pink slip. I've been waking up in the middle of
1: the night with vivid images, vivid dreams of these games going on, rolling over, writing down what i just seen on my notepad next to my bed so that I can factor that into my my, uh, picks this week.
0: I've actually envisioned KJ Britt sacking Terry Wilson in the backfield every night for the last two months
1: it's been a great it's I mean it's and and then I've woken up thinking it was a real thing or I woke up yeah thinking it was real realizing it was not kind of felt a little sad went back to sleep waking up Saturday morning it's all real it's all gonna be right in front of you I can't I wish why is game day not in an SEC school this year I can't believe they went to Florida State Miami honestly it should just be outside the SEC
0: headquarters in Birmingham
1: yeah just put post up there and never move there aren't any fans anyways just leave it there and talk about the best SEC game each week
0: Yeah, I think that's all I got. If you're ready to close it out, let's do it. All right.
1: Thank y'all for listening and enjoy the picks. See you next week.